0: Keep praying for dd uh you know she had COVID last week and it really depleted her totally and so she's still bouncing back and we're trying to get her back hopefully by tuesday she'll be able to get out for Blaze bible study and micro groups and get back into normal routine exactly. but through the whole time i kept testing negative so you know very very gracious on that mm-hmm. part and uh you know, felt good the whole time so we're in proverbs chapter three <coughs> So when we look at the first paragraph there it goes from 1 to 12 and so if somebody would be willing uh, to go ahead and just uh, read all 12 verses so we can kind of see the overarching uh, direction of the paragraph and then we'll go back and walk through it like we typically do
1: my son forget not my law but let thine heart keep thy commandments for length of days and long life and peace shall they add unto thee Let not mercy and truth forsake thee, bind them about thy neck, write them upon the table of thine heart. So shalt thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thine own eyes, fear the Lord, and depart from evil. It shall be health to thy navel, and marrow to thy bones. Honor thy Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of thine increase; so shall thy barns be filled with plenty and thy presses shall burst out with a new wine. My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, neither be weary of his correction; for whom the Lord loveth he correcteth, even as a father the son in whom he delighteth. <coughs> So
0: overarching throughout that paragraph, you know, what do you see? What's jumping out at you?
2: You got you got a topic overall or a theme? A happiness, success, okay, kind of just all things, all right? Kind of good when you're with the Lord, okay. Is the, the trend right. I see. Somebody there. else want to add in how
0: you're seeing uh, the, the paragraph? Trust, trusting trust what the Lord is doing okay. in
3: your life, whether it's what you want, all right.
0: All right. Anybody else got a theme or a word that you're seeing through that or feeling as you're reading through that? Blessings okay. from
4: uh, listening. Okay. Mm-hmm. The fulfillment of attentiveness to wise counsel. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. So I'm, I'm agreeing with everybody there. I think you laid it out really well. So let's go with the specifics there and we're kind of in couplets in, in this chapter. So we've got like two verses, two verses, two verses. So somebody give us a reread on one and two, and we'll handle that.
5: My son, do not forget my law, but let your heart (laughs) keep my commands. For length of days and long life and peace they will add to you. Okay,
0: so what's the thought there? What's the blessing? What's the promise? What's going to bring the happiness?
4: Living within, living under slash within the... The law of the upright okay. brings that <clears throat> length of days and peace, because you're not uh, living a life of life of chaos and turmoil that <coughs> takes that peace away from you. Okay, good.
5: Somebody else, what do you seeing there, <coughs> Scott? I see uh, Solomon talking to his family, his son, telling him to keep the laws and keep mm-hmm. the faith like this. You no, know, just like we do in Sunday, in mean, church day, how. Pastor was talking to the family up front. I can't remember the Allens. I think they were and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was talking to. He, uh, he was supposed to help his family, like Solomon's talking to his son, okay. and passing this on to him. All right. Okay.
6: All right. Somebody All right. else. See, okay. just not forgetting what the the the, the teachings and the commandments and, and those things. Don't forget those things. And then, if you don't forget those things, then they produce something good in your life right mm-hmm. so keeping those things remembering those things okay. so
0: those who were in first service if you think through the, the water bottle illustration pastor was specifically talking about the promise from genesis three fifteen, but yet when we think through all the godly teachings all the, the the law of god that's our responsibility to pass that along and so i think a different application is we need to be able to be Solomon here at this point in his life where he's not now distracted by all the wives and the concubines, but he's actually back to focusing on God and trying to pass that godliness along. And so you know, we need to be challenged, are we doing that? You know, are we being consistent in our testimony to our children and then grandchildren and then people that are around us? Anything else on one and two uh, that you're seeing there?
3: I think kinda we talked about it at the beginning, right? So knowing in your in your heart the teachings and things so when we come across and we don't forget, hey, this is this is wrong like, or make it okay or, or it's okay to continue so um, that'll eventually lead you to better days and years.
2: Yeah. Okay. Um, I think it's interesting that you know the the promise or the <coughs> the thought here is that if, if you obey the teachings and the commandments, that you'll you'll have a long and happy life, basically. Like, and these are very human. In our human heart, this is probably you know, if we go pull a hundred people in the street and say, you know, what, what would you like? And, oh, a long and happy and prosperous life. Very human, you know, standpoint. But the interesting part for me is that if the promise is, if we just obey, he'll even give us those things that really, you know, from a spiritual standpoint, maybe don't matter as much.
0: Is this a one hundred percent guarantee that if you stick to the teachings of God and His wisdom, you will be guaranteed a longer life?
3: No.
0: no. Okay. So what is this that is not a hundred percent guarantee? Guidance. Okay, it is guidance.
4: It's almost like a most likely.
5: Yes. I think there's truth. Yeah, mean, it's, yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, peace. Well, that, that's my... That's, I you, yeah. stress and stuff takes years off your life, right? So that's
0: where yeah. we, we can't say it's 100% because then if somebody would pass early within the Berean family, we can't go, well, they just must have been really hiding it well and they were like not really being obedient to God. That's why they died early. You know, we can't do that. Because sometimes people want to do that, you know. I know. I heard many a time when Katrina came through. <clears throat> oh wow, you know that is the will of God, just you know bringing judgment on New Orleans and you know all that area. Could it have been? It could have been. <clears throat> but nowhere in Scripture do we find that that's a definite that you can say that. Well, that that was God doing it. But I heard Christians—they were hollering out like they had heard the audible voice of God, you know. On that, so that's where we have to take this and be careful. Most likely, it's going to be true. So let's go back to where you took us there, a Second Daniel. So, why being obedient to God could we potentially have longer life and more peace in our life? You want to start us back off, Daniel? The general
5: practical principle, right? Mm-hmm. where you talk about health, you know, the things you eat, you drink, you talk about, you know... uh, What was the S word?
1: Stress. Stress. Stress, Yes. I mean, a lot
5: of the bad decisions we make are normally the decisions we make, you know, and and then, you know, I think following his principles is not one that gives a perfect life, but uh, like I said before, it probably will shelter you in a way in which you have peace, you have confidence, you have trust in those decisions, whether... too many of the times we make a decision that we're trying to make things work out for ourselves you know and when we make things that we want to make work out it just adds more problems yeah stress
0: can really <coughs> mess life up on that
4: jerry jessa um um i was gonna say in my mind thinking more you're a little slower
0: today. Is that because it's your
4: birthday and you're getting older? <laughs> oh, 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 nice. So is, that, is that age I'm seeing
6: there? That's what it is. is that what it is?
5: Yeah. Okay. Go ahead, yeah. I had to call you out at some
6: point.
5: <laughs> I'm to be crying, oh. Um, in my mind, I'm thinking more of quality of life,
4: purpose, which really is the definition of. You know, years of life because yes, you could go about your life and and you know you could live a hundred years, but you've done nothing of uh, mm-hmm. purpose and of value that you didn't really live.
0: Have more satisfaction. Yep. Anybody
1: else want to add in here? Yeah, I saw kind of like a meme and said, uh, uh, "Darkness is just the absence of light. <laughs> Hate is just the absence of love. And then evil is just the absence of God. <laughs> and so, because somebody was like, hey." If God created everything, why did He create evil? You know, that was their answer. They're like, "No, it's just the absence of God. That's
0: so that's what you have." I think you might be uh, using a Christian view of this instead of like at the time Jewish one, and I'm not sure they had a fully
4: fleshed out concept of heaven. So, oh,
6: I would agree with you on gone. that.
0: So, so we're bringing the application yeah. to us in 2024. Yeah. Yes, you know, I think totally. It's alluding to something that we wouldn't find out as Christians that there's eternal life. Correct. Yes. We're, we're uh, as Pastor says, you know, we're reading this in the Old Testament through the lens of the New Testament, uh, and we need to realize that uh, we're not trying to, you know, keep it within the Jewish and within that, you know, because that's where I'm talking about, you know, the, the Holy Spirit guiding you, the righteousness, the teaching. That's totally New Testament, New Covenant language on that. Okay. Let's jump three, four. Somebody let us not steadfast
5: love um, and faithfulness forsake you uh, bind them around your neck write them on the tablet of your heart so you will find favor and, and good success in the sight of God and man
0: <clears throat> so what's the big word here
1: faithfulness <clears throat> steadfast, faith. yep. steadfast
0: love and faithfulness you know. love be faithful in our loving,
2: right? There's another theme of head and heart, so which we, we had earlier in the chapter. Mm-hmm. So he's talking about binding them around your neck, or you're thinking like kind of your mind and heart.
0: Why does God do that? I think you have to have both. <coughs> we well, tend, to, you can tend to think with your heart and not your head, let like your emotions
2: drive you, what you know to be true. <coughs> or the other way around, you yep. could be a, a Knowledge-based believer, you know. but you don't have any real love. <clears throat> you know, that's why we
0: have to look at this holistically. You know,
2: however you say, you know,
0: we are dichotomy, trichotomy. We won't have that debate today. And if you mm-hmm. don't know what I'm talking about, that's okay. <laughs> we don't do that. And that's where within our definition of a disciple at Berean, you know, we talk about the thinking, the being, the doing, and the proclaiming, because that's a picture of wholeness everything about us is about jesus and so i think that's why we often see this that god is reminding us you just can't be partly or one aspect of your life now sometimes people do that not you of course but friends of yours that are christians and they're very godly in one area but then there's a couple other areas that, you know, they're not godly, but they always keep coming back to, well, but, but this area, you know, that, that they grade on the curve up uh, to that one area there. So when you think of steadfast love, uh, you know, being faithful to others, not forsaking them, what does that look like in 2024? So like this week. Well, what, what
4: is that going to look like when you're being steadfast in God's love? No matter what the... not changing your perception or view of the relationship based on someone else's actions.
3: Okay. <clears throat> kind of tied to that the like, unconditional love, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Where, yeah. Where, hey, to your point, their actions, right? Like, I'll love you if you do it. What... Yeah,
0: it's, it's easy to love people that are lovable. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> But that's not in the fine print right here. <laughs> you know, you only have to stay steadfast in the love and faithfulness, you know, with others if they're lovable. You know, <laughs> doesn't say yeah. that somebody over here has they something. love you back.
2: When
3: you're getting frustrated because of the situation, mm-hmm. you still show love
2: instead mm-hmm. of what you want to show. Being in the middle column.
0: Yeah, yeah trying to, I'm in, I'm just, you know, I'm in the middle here on that part there. Cuz I know for me I'm doing much better at loving people uh, so I'm not empathetic all right so just naturally you know caring for people and having compassion for people is like not number one on my you know being list but yet I've learned over the years that you know Christ likeness I need to have that but just like you said I forget Leslie or or Arlene on that part when I start getting a little stressed you know Then I get back to Mike not being empathetic and not being very loving. And so I have to work on that. Did I confess to you guys that I had to confess to to Dennis on the ski slope? Yes. Mm -hmm. Did we do that last Sunday? No. We didn't do that. Tell us. (laughs) You know, must must have be been Wednesday night, some of you are do both and do that, there. you know, so I had a little moment, I kind of fell on the ski slope and jammed my shoulder, and I'm still not quite back 100% there, and Dennis was just being very caring about my me having lunch and, you know, wanting to meet up, and, um, and, and I was just very short with him uh, oh to the point that, you know, again, I didn't cuss or anything like that, but yet the tone that I used and I articulated words very clearly, and paused with emphasis so he would get the point. And then about ten minutes later, I kind of calmed back down there, and I was like, I was "Like, man, I'm gonna have to apologize today." I was not very loving at that point at all. So, uh, See, if he hadn't said anything, I was giving grace. I obviously but, but I know how I am, and, and if I didn't. If I hadn't confessed that, then that would have started tallying them up uh, within me, you know, because that, that whole, you know, living in love is asking for forgiveness, you know, so, you know, I, I got I to be willing to do that because, you know, I'm very prideful, and, and so I've got to try to be humble all the time. Uh, or it'll just the monster mic will grow and, and get out of control <laughs> on that. So every time I got to do that, and Dee Dee's not even here to yeah. you, know, uh, you know call me out. <laughs> right. that, yeah. out yeah. <laughs> so I have a question, kind
1: of <laughs> off. Have you ever skied before you met Pastor Sean? Or? Oh yes. Oh, you have. Sex? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. But it, but it had been about twelve years since I had really skied before. Yeah.
1: He's a fanatic.
0: Yeah, they they all are better than me. I thought I'd be better, but I was, you know, let him fool you. I was grossly overconfident there. That's a whole other issue. Moving along here. Um, I had my confession time. We'll move along here. Um, Okay. So when looks at the look at the benefit there, the 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 if and then the then. Uh, So you will find favor and good success in the sight of God and men. What does that mean? How does us being steadfast in love bring
4: that favor? Well, your storing of treasure in heaven with the long suffering and the faithfulness to God, mm-hmm. and then in the sight of men, it's that's that's a it's a it's a it's a good quality. You know, if you remove spiritualness out of the the equation, that's a that's a good quality that people want in friends, business partners, and stuff like that. So that's where you gain that favor of men. Good. Somebody else, jump in. Um, I I read the fine favor as more of a, a gift, not of your own will, but yeah. of your faithfulness.
0: Correct. Yes. i I'm, Yeah. We're we're seeing that in a very positive light. You know, this is not manipulative, you know, this is not, you know, used car salesman trying to get in with people, you know, not that it It's positive.
1: Daniel? Yeah, I was just going to
5: put in the application. I mean, it's very hard if you ever manage people, you know, to see faithfulness in people, you know, normally there's a selfish ambition. Um, and, you know, even if me, you know, con- conflict arises, or situations <coughs> arise at work, you know, am I promoting the person that I represent? make them worse in you know, the same way with the people that work under me you know what do I see is their intention is their intention to, to the betterment of the good or is it some type of selfish intention you know faithfulness falls in there and we just don't see it much anymore
1: yeah
0: so anybody thinking of a New Testament passage that talks about uh, finding favor with the people around them that would fit there. Uh, I w- I'm specific- specifically thinking of a passage that literally talks about, and they found favor. Something about the Acts 2 passage, 37 to 41, where Peter preached. What happened? 3,000 came to faith. What happened then?
1: I'm, okay, I'm, I'm pull the pastor card out here. They count paper. You don't
0: have to quote this passage, but this should be one of those passages when somebody says, you know, all that, the Acts 2 passage. You should be able to know, oh, that's the picture of the first century church, the new church getting started. You should be able to go, yeah, yeah, 3,000 got saved, and then they started hanging out together with each other all the time. And they were going to the synagogue together. They were reading the scriptures together. They were praying together. They were eating together. They were helping each other with their needs. They were selling things off. If somebody had a need, okay, I'll sell this off, give you the money to do that. And as they did all of that, they found favor with those that were around them. And God added to them daily. To me, that's the picture of who we need to be as the church today. We need to make sure that we're being God's lovers, okay? Loving vertically, loving horizontally, and it should affect the way we live. Like Daniel was just describing, we should be the exception to that rule. Sadly, yeah, within the world, it's it's seemingly getting worse. You know, people aren't loving and aren't being steadfast in in their word and things like that. But if we can be. I think then we're going to be granted favor back over, somebody said in a gift over here a little bit ago, we'll be granted that gift of being found favorable in front of people. Not for our own so that we can sell one more car or something along those lines, but yet we'll be found favorable so they'll hear us talk about Jesus.
2: Somebody had a hand. Brian? How do we reconcile verse 4 with Christian persecution? so
0: here's where we have to realize in a fallen broken world there are going to be people that are anti-God and so again just like 1 and 2 this is not a 100% guarantee (coughs) this is one of those that more than likely it will happen this way but not guaranteed that it will happen this way and again there's that balance of we know it's not absolute 100% that way Because we do know that there will be persecution, we do know that there will be suffering. But yet, at times, even in the midst of our suffering, people still see that we're being steadfast in God's love and we find favor in their eyes. And they're just like, how are you able to handle this? You know, I keep seeing the boss calling you out, calling you out, calling you out. But you just keep coming to work every day, putting your nose down, and you're just a good worker. How are you doing that? I man? I'd want to cuss them out in staff meeting, you know, type of thing like that. But you found favor in the midst of that persecution. Yeah.
6: Nate? No, this happens a lot. The, you know, it, it's our character. And, even, and and we tend to think, you know, and we live in what well, we know we live in a fallen world and there are, you know, and, and of course, when, when we're talking, when we're Christians and we're dealing with, with unbelievers, that there's going to be that tension. But here's the thing: is that when they see that our character, even though they don't realize that it's Christ-like or that it's it's like this, they do they do show favor toward us in, in certain ways. That has happened many occasions. You know, and I'm sure we've all you know had examples of that in our lives where somebody showed favor to us not just because they they love the Lord, but just because of what they saw. In us, and went. Like, you know what? I like that. Or there's something about this person that makes me want to be favorable or show favor toward that person. So it happens more probably more often than we realize that it happens. But I think as people start to examine our character and they see the Christ likeness, um, although that's not what they're calling it, but they see something that's different from what they're used to. As you were saying earlier, but you know that they do show us favor. So let
0: me go, like uh, So the. I've got a footnote here and it says, or repute, so it's reputation. So, uh, there could be like, you're being persecuted because you deserve it. You're you're a jerk and people are going at you. Or people see that you have a good reputation, they're honest about it, but because of that, they don't like you for whatever reason that that might be. So, you still have a good reputation, they still think,
5: uh, they acknowledge you have those positive traits, but they hate you for it. Uh, he, he reiterated where I was I sitting was here trying to find the word I words can see it in your eyes. That more okay, stolen. You
4: know. So,
0: back in your unsaved days, okay, did you ever try to pseudo love on people to manipulate them so that you would benefit in that
3: situation? No. No. Yes. No? I'm just kidding. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Yes. oh so it was yes, and then somebody gave <laughs> <somebody laughs> me an example. No, I just said right example. now. Sorry.
0: So, so somebody, no somebody give an example of when you did that.
1: <laughs>
3: I mean, just like the dating world, right? Yeah. That's a good for, example.
0: So, for me, being a teacher and a coach, right, I would always try to go out of my way with the custodians. Because in a school building, all right, the custodians can really be your friend or really be your enemy Okay, as a coach and as a teacher. And so every year, all the time, I would always go out of my way. That wasn't because I was a believer. That was because I was just trying to manipulate the situation for my benefit. But yet, if I really do this and love on people... Truly, what I was receiving was what it's also talking about receiving here. And so that's where in my saved world, I try very hard not to put on that. That is a temptation because that's what I've done in my sinful past. And I can just fall into just doing it because I know it's going to create a better dynamic context. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's where I have to consciously check my own attitude Okay, am I doing this out of love and being steadfast in God? Or am I doing this because I want to manipulate the situation? So I'm constantly having to analyze because a lot of what you see on the outside is pretty much always going to be Christ-like. Because I've been conditioned in my walk with faith. But what's going on on the inside, that's the battlefield. And that's where I've got to make sure that I don't be satisfied with what you see on the outside, that every day I have to constantly be battling what is on the inside. And that's where we might, you know, and and this is just superficial stuff, but you might be growing in Christ-likeness from, you know, we'll just say you're you're at 30 and then you get to 40 and then you get to 50 and then you make it to like 75 or 80 Christ-likeness on the outside and you did that in a year of coming to faith and growing in Christ likeness. Well, it's going to probably take you another 10 years or 15 years to go from 75 or 80 to 82. And maybe another 5 years to go from 82 to 83. Because it's a lot harder to grow in Christ likeness the closer you get to be Christ likeness. And we know that we're never going to be perfect in Christ <clears throat> but I just want to paint a picture of you have to be striving and dedicated and intentional to be more and more Christ-like, and that's what Paul, or Paul, that, that's what I'm, yeah, I'm hearing Paul in this, but that's what Solomon is really challenging with the wisdom of God you know, if we really live out the wisdom of God God is going to benefit us, bless us and, and walk with us closing thoughts, anybody on those four verses today?
3: I mean, I focus more, <clears throat> I know it says God and man, but the favor, right, of God, right? Mm-hmm. So again, I think he, he mentioned the persecution and stuff. That's all going to be maybe, maybe not going around you, but the most important thing that I take out of it is having favor with God. And it might not even be in this lifetime, right? It mm-hmm. might be in the next.
0: Yep. So. Man, we didn't even talk about that. Yeah. Earthly or eternal. Yeah, great. Well, I, I
4: was going to say if we go back to, what was it? the beginning of Proverbs where he said God loved those who, who he disciplined." Uh, mm-hmm. It could be that while you're going through yeah. religion, that is God's favor. You know? yeah. mm-hmm. It is. You're it absolutely right. Yeah. Good.
2: Really, this message of the first four verses is very consistent in the Old Testament as it is in the New Testament. So, I've, you know, it's, it's good when that happens. Yeah, great, the, the whole couplets where they seem to all be
5: um, here's a not cool part up front, but here's why it's good, and you should stick to it, just to state it real simply. A striking, I'd say something very akin to that to my kids, it's like, the only reason we are disciplining you, the only reason I'm explaining this to you or care about this is because I love you. I don't mm-hmm. take that time with other people's kids, and so I take it <coughs> to
1: help them understand, but it's <coughs> often to like, this is why we need this time. for your own good, mm-hmm. you. Anybody
5: else, <laughs> a
0: closing word for us? Okay, somebody pray for
5: us. on, we take you for a beautiful day. And um, just an opportunity to come in and have a great open discussion. Uh, we just pray this week that you know we'll be faithful and we'll be loving to people. We thank you for your words, uh, ones that have common sense common application. Lord. And we just pray that you give us a good week this week. In Jesus' name, Amen. Okay. Amen. 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 amen.